Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I said at its launch last year that I dreaded the day when it would be needed. Sadly, with the outbreak of COVID-19, that day has come faster than any of us would have hoped. Hi there, you're listening to Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind the walls of Buckingham Palace. I'm your host for today, Zoe Burrell, and I'm a writer about all things royal at New Idea magazine. And I'm Angela Mollard. I'm a commentator, author, journalist, and royal expert. And today on the show, we're going to be chatting all about the Queen, who is currently in quarantine with her dream team. We'll also be talking about Princess Beatrice's wedding plans in chaos. And Kate's teary breakdown over Prince Harry. Mm, It's all um, pretty sad news, isn't it, Zoe? I know. And this coronavirus isn't going away anytime soon, is it? The UK is totally on lockdown now, aren't they? That's right. And it's had a profound effect, obviously, on the royal family. I mean, they're an ageing family. Of course, the Queen is 93, Prince Philip is 98, Prince Charles 71, as is Camilla, and of course, Princess Anne coming up for 70. So a lot of the royals in that sort of danger zone uh, for contracting the virus. Uh, But we can talk about what they're all doing. Should we start off with that? Yes, exactly. Well, I want to hear all about the Queen. Apparently, we've heard a little bit about who she's in quarantine with, haven't we? That's right. So the Queen left last week from Buckingham Palace to Windsor, which is her uh, the residence uh, not far from London, to be honest, but she went there by car with a couple of her corgis. Prince Philip flew in from Sandringham via helicopter, so he's there with her. Um, But they've got a key couple of staff with them, which I think is interesting. One is uh, somebody who's been with her uh, for many, many years. In fact, back in 1982, there was this man called Paul Wybrew. He's actually called Tall Paul. And um, (laughs) it was Paul Burrell. Do you remember Paul Burrell that worked for Diana? Oh, yes, I do. He was called Short Paul. So Tall Paul has gone with them to Windsor. He's the man that, if you remember, in 1982, a man called Michael Fagan broke into Buckingham Palace and actually sat on the Queen's bed while she was asleep. Now, Paul Wybrew is the man that sort of uh, dealt with that at the time. He was the one that calmed things down and, and dealt with that. The other person that's with them is Angela Kelly. She's the Queen's dresser and she uh, published that beautiful book with amazingly insightful details about her time with the Queen, giving away such facts as uh, the fact that she breaks the Queen's shoes in because she's the same size. So she wears them around first and then the Queen wears them after she softened them up a bit. Anyway, she's um, tucked up. We saw her leaving in her with her blue cardi on. I loved do you know what I loved, Zoe? We saw these photos of her leaving. You know, the rest of us are kind of schlepping around in tracksuit pants. The Queen even put her lipstick on to go in, from the car in the car from Buckingham Palace to Windsor. I think, you know, that keep calm and carry on, but do it nicely with a bit of glamour <laughs> is uh, part of it. She had uh, the corgi on her lap in the car. Uh, as I say, this blue knitted cardigan and um, and a great little slash of of, of dark pink lips- lipstick. <laughs> 
I love that as well. Well, you've got to look good, don't you, at all times? You never know what might happen. <laughs> well, look, she's been talking about doing a an address to the nation and that's been reported widely. I think they're very much waiting to choose the moment. I mean, the British public have been fairly responsive to the lockdown, apparently, and the Queen is going to uh, address the nation at such time that she feels it will have the most impact on the nation. So uh, I think you know, in, in in a sense, this is something she do does occasionally. She did it when Diana died after much consideration. Uh, obviously, she gives her Queen's speech every year, but she is still regarded as a very calming and steadying influence in the UK and, in fact, around the globe. So I think the moment that she does decide to make that address will be at a moment which is a stage when, particularly in the UK, they really need that voice of calm. Yeah, exactly. And how is she kind of keeping in touch with the family while she's on quarantine up at Windsor? I know, because you kind of think about them, you know, using those dial-up telephones, don't you? You sort of <laughs> think about the, 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 and going through a switchboard, which is sort of what Margaret and uh, Elizabeth used to do to speak to each other. They had a special line, but it still went through the switchboard. And, and I think we have this idea from watching The Crown that that's how their communications still operate. I am. Um, we've been told that uh, it's been reported that they are using video conferencing, conferencing to talk to each other. Um, so obviously everybody in separate households. We know that often the royal family don't fly together. Well, of course, they can't all be locked up in the same castle when, um, when despite the number of rooms. I mean, you could quite happily all shack up at Buckingham Palace with its 700 plus rooms. But of course, they are all in different locations to ensure that they're all safe. Yeah, of course. And so speaking of that, where are Charles and Camilla? Because they're obviously given their age, they're at risk as well. They must be in lockdown somewhere too. That's right, Zoe. So they have left Clarence House, which is their normal residence. Prince Charles was working there all last week, but they have since travelled to Burke Hall on the Balmoral Estate. Now, Burke Hall was formerly the Queen Mother's residence at Balmoral, so it's a smaller house than Balmoral. I think it would uh, mean that they would have to have fewer staff, um, fewer connections. I mean, if you think about it, to run a a place as big as Balmoral requires a lot of staff. So they've gone to the smaller Burke Hall. They're up there. I mean, obviously, it's a long way away from London. And then Prince William and Kate were in London. But then when schools closed for George and Charlotte, they've now moved to their residence in Sandringham, which is uh, Anne Hall, the house that was gifted to them by the Queen after their wedding. So they're in lockdown. They're apparently homeschooling their children. I'm not sure the extent to which their littleies are are using technology and, uh, you know, sort of digital means to to learn. But uh, Kate's obviously a very uh, dedicated parent when it comes to all things education. I mean, this is her this is her sort of major portfolio is early childhood education. So she has access to the best resources. And, you know, she's instinctive enough. She's very much, you know, there's plenty of room for them to go. Uh, out and about there and I think on it was recently last Sunday was Mother's Day in the UK and they released some very gorgeous uplifting photos of William and Kate with a child each on their back. Uh, William had George on his uh, back and Kate had Charlotte and they were sort of doing a running race with them and it was just the sort of images we need to see at the moment. In fact Kate also released a picture of her as a baby with her mum Carol Middleton which was gorgeous. So look they they're obviously going to have a pivotal role. Yes, well, it seems like Prince William's already stepping up quite a bit. I know, releasing the video about coronavirus. Whenever and wherever adversity strikes, the people of the United Kingdom have a unique ability to pull together. 
The way that local communities support those affected shows the very best of our values and human nature. And I visited NHS. It's amazing you're doing such a great job. Do you think this is largely because the Queen is in lockdown, that he's taking on this bigger role? I think that's right, uh, Zoe. I mean, as I said, the royal family is very much seen as an institution that uh, delivers stability to the to the public. And while they may be, um, you know, while members of the public may be divided on where, how they should be funded and what role that they should play, certainly as a steadying influence in the UK, they're up there. They're the ones that make everybody feel content and, and safe. So with the Queen, obviously, at Windsor uh, and Charles up in Scotland, I think very much William stepping up to take the reins. As you said, he spoke, he was the first of them to speak about coronavirus and to instruct on what to do. Uh, Meghan and Harry have since put out something on their own Instagram. But yes, William and Kate obviously visited the uh, ambulance service with the NHS. I love the fact that Kate was wearing a pink Marks and Spencer suit. Wasn't it gorgeous? It was absolutely gorgeous, but I love the fact it wasn't designer. It just said, mm. I'm one of you. You know, it wasn't, uh, she wasn't wearing something. I mean, she can afford to wear anything she likes, but I love the fact that it was, uh, it, you know, a Marks and Spencer suit really is what women in London wear to work, and she was, uh, you know, effectively doing that. Obviously, now they're in, um, up in, uh, Norfolk. I think we'll hear from them more sparingly. I mean, they will they will not want to bombard, but I think when they do say something, it will be at times that uh, it's much needed by the public. As I indicated, Meghan and Harry have also uh, just in um, recent hours put up the World Health Organization recommendations on their Instagram. These are the wash your hands off and avoid touching your face practice good respiratory hygiene. They've also put up photographs of medics working through this crisis and a lovely picture of a a team, a a medical team saying, we stay here for you, please stay home for us. Of course, you have to imagine they feel very removed. And the point of them moving to Canada was that they didn't want to undergo that scrutiny from, from media. They didn't want to have the the, the difficulties that they've experienced in royal life, but you have to imagine that they must feel so isolated from the rest of the family right now. Um, you know, work and charity work has been largely suspended uh, for the royals still working in the UK, uh, quite apart from, you know, what, what's happening for Meghan and Harry. You know, all the filmmaking studios, TV programmes, that sort of thing has all been abandoned at the moment in the US. So, of course, having a purpose through something like this is is one of those steadying influences. Um, you have to wonder when next that family will get together. Moving on to Princess Beatrice, she must be just the unluckiest princess in the world. What's happening with her wedding now? Well, look, at the time of doing this podcast, Zoe, there's been no official announcement, but there's constant reporting about the fact that she has, in fact, cancelled her wedding. She, of course, uh, was going to have a a garden party at Buckingham Palace. That, of course, was cancelled. There was a lot of questions whether she was going to go ahead with her wedding to Eduardo Mapali Mozzi. At this stage, it's looking like they are going to postpone it to 2021 rather than go ahead with a very quick, short wedding. But we don't know that. But, oh, my gosh, this poor woman, she has had to delay her wedding twice because of um, the uh, scandal surrounding her father, Prince Andrew. Uh, and now she's having to postpone it yet again. She, of course, is 31. Her fiancé is 36. He already has a child, um, a young boy. 
I can imagine that Beatrice would very much be wanting to, you know, sort of have children and move quite quickly on with married life. And it must she just must feel so devastated that uh, that her plans are in disarray at this stage. But it's much the case for every bride. As in Australia, you know, we've heard in recent hours that that weddings are now cancelled unless you go ahead with five people, which of course is the celebrant the couple themselves and two witnesses. So I know I was supposed to go to a wedding this weekend, but it's been cancelled now, so it's really affecting everyone. It's having a tremendous effect. I do a lot of work at Channel 7 and all the um, makeup artists do uh, work at the weekends with brides and they have had all their weddings up until June, every June, July. Every single one of them has been cancelled. Oh. So there's be hundreds of thousands of brides who um, who have you know paid deposits, got their dress, uh, just like Princess Beatrice, you know, organised what they're going to wear. I mean, I suppose she can just put the tiara she'd chosen back in the vault. But for many, you know, there's deposits paid, there's uh, people have their travel arrangements, menus have been ordered. It must be such a destabilising time. But love isn't cancelled, is it, Zoe? Exactly. Oh, I know. And I think that, you know what, if it is delayed, Zoe, I think one thing that would be interesting is that I think people would want to see pictures more than ever. I mean, I anticipated that her wedding would be quite low-key and quiet and we might see a couple of pictures from her leaving the chapel and going to Buckingham Palace. But I imagine, you know, this is something that once we get through this, seeing her get married will be, you know, I'll I'll be yearning to see those pictures. We've had a lot of divorces in the royal family of, of late. There's been a lot of bad news, Prince Andrew, you know, there's been um, Harry and Meghan leaving the Megxit, you know, through coronavirus. Um, we know that there's a couple of uh, royals around the world that have coronavirus. Prince Albert is one of them. And I think, you know, moving forward, good news will be much needed at the end of this. So I look forward to seeing her wedding photos. And um, I know you just mentioned Meghan and Harry earlier, but we know that Meghan might have a new role. Is that right? That's right. So do you remember when uh, Harry was seen talking to the boss of Disney saying she's available for voiceover work and everyone sort of laughed at the time because this coincided with them leaving uh, to go to Canada and effectively Harry was seen to be touting for work for his wife. Well, in fact, the Simpsons, producers of The Simpsons, the TV show, have responded by saying, well, not just Megan, they'll give Harry a voiceover job as well. So, I mean, can you imagine it? Of all the TV shows, she'd be fantastic on that. <laughs> but I think Harry would be even better. So who knows what characters they may create for them. But um, look, what a bit of fun. What a fun, what a great thing to do. You know, they've certainly got time on their hands now. So who knows if they'll take it up. Exactly. And I suppose just like us, you can do voice work from anywhere. I mean, we're doing it from home at the moment. <laughs> right. You, uh, the, the, our lovely uh, Eliza, who's producing this for us, and you and I, Zoe, we're all in three separate houses. You're in a cupboard, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's much better sound in here. <laughs> no echoes. Good on you. <laughs> You're in there amongst your coats and things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. Look, I am, I agree. There's lots of work that can be done uh, via audio. And, of course, none of us know how long this is going to happen. I think, you know, the most worrying thing is that we do have an elderly queen, a very elderly queen. She's, you know, 93, 94 shortly. Um, and, of course, Prince Philip at 98. Uh, they're, they're very vulnerable, um, quite apart from a virus of this nature. So you just have to hope they get through it. I mean, after a reign of this um magnitude you just hope that the queen pulls through um 
obviously obviously it's brilliant that she's in isolation in, in Windsor, but um, certainly the British people will be relying on her at the moment. Exactly. And just finally, before we wrap up, I know it's come out that Kate was said to have been more upset than anyone really realised over Meghan and Harry's decision. What can you sort of tell us about that? That's right. So there's been reports and, you know, fairly credible sources saying that that she was really teary when uh, they decided to move to Canada. Apparently she caught up with Harry when he came back from Canada after Christmas and when obviously there was the summit at Sandringham and she sort of said to him, you know, that she's felt that she's lost a brother. He, of course, in the past has described her as the big sister he never had. She's apparently been in tears about the fact that the, the relationship you know, has soured so much. She, William and uh, Harry were a real trio. I mean, if you look at photos of them together over the years since she met him in 2003, they always look to have a great laugh. And, you know, the Christmas when she gave him a um, grow your own girlfriend present for Christmas. I mean, they they clearly, like a lot of uh, siblings, have uh, a great you know, relationship with each other. And, and you know, Kate Kate's comes from a, a close-knit family where keeping in touch and being close to people is, is part of what's, made, you know, sort of underpinned her values and her understanding of family life. So to, to not have that connection from, with Harry, I think, would be, would be very difficult. You can only hope that things like this, in the same way that coronavirus is forcing us all closer together with our families and that there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of speculation about what we will be like after this, you can only hope that perhaps something like this may, may bring them to back together again. You can only hope. I hope so too. Um, and on that note, that brings us to the end of the podcast today. So thank you so much for joining us, Ange. Thanks, Zoe. And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of New Idea Royals Monthly on sale now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.